Welcome to my podcast, Finding Focus After 50, where early birds are also warmly welcome to listen in. If you're starting a new chapter in your life, but are stuck trying to figure things out, I invite you to join me for coffee and conversation as we help you answer the questions, who am I, where am I going, and how do I get there? Together, we'll dive into the power of looking at life through a different lens, and I'll help you navigate a new chapter and a new you. I'm Kathleen Davenport, a Hawaii-based professional photographer, life coach, podcaster, motivational speaker, avid golfer, and military veteran. I'm looking forward to sharing insights and inspiration and helping you make the rest of your life the best of your life. Aloha and welcome. Aloha, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. For starters, let me tell you that today's podcast has pretty much nothing to do with finding focus after 50. Since it's Halloween, or depending on when you're listening to this, it could be several days or maybe even a few weeks after Halloween, but I wanted to share a Halloween-type story. You know, it's, it's my own personal experience, personal ghost story. And this happened in October of 2009, so several years ago, but I can still recall everything that happened pretty much as if it happened just yesterday. And I still get chicken skin just thinking about it and telling people about this story. So anyway, I hope you'll sit back and and maybe enjoy a good ghost story if, if you're so inclined. And I'm just looking forward to having a nice little talk story with you. So it's October of 2009, and I'm in Berkeley, California for a women's conference. And my 16-year-old daughter had traveled along with me from Hawaii, and we were staying at a lovely 85-year-old hotel. Well, it was 85 years old then. I think it's well over 100 years old now. And the hotel had this beautiful view overlooking San Francisco Bay. And the hotel's name was the Claremont Resort. And maybe some of you have stayed there or maybe you've visited it for a day or just at least even maybe driven by of it or heard of it. But just a fascinating place and um, really a, a beautiful old hotel. Well, we had gotten there about a week before Halloween and the first 24 hours that we had there were probably one of the most interesting 24 hours I've ever had and experienced in my life. So the hotel itself is an absolutely grand hotel with a very elegant lobby and long hallways leading to the various guest rooms. Now, the best way to visualize the hotel, and this is how I still remember it, is to imagine the hotel with Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Okay. Um, you can also, if you want to get a visual of it, you know, obviously do a Google search and look it up on the, on the web. Anyway, big elegant lobby and then these long, long hallways to get to our room. And our room was at the farthest end of the hotel. and. The hotel itself was just eerily quiet. And I guess what 
was going on was it was kind of in between uh, it was kind of a turnover time as they described it. It was just kind of a very quiet time and there were not many guests at the hotel yet. And they were expecting some more people because we were going to be there for a conference, but we had gotten there early and it was extremely quiet and not many people around. So our room was at the end of basically had three long hallways to get to the very far end of the hotel to where our room was. The room was on the small side, but it was very, very cozy and with a great view. However, something just didn't feel right. And I was at first just attributing everything to just being a very, very old hotel. But I didn't sleep well, and neither did my daughter. And if you know me at all, I I love hotels, and I usually have no problem falling asleep um, at any nice hotel that's got a comfy bed. Anyway, my daughter and I, throughout the night, we kept hearing noises from the people in the room above us and also from the people next door. And we kept hearing doors slamming open and shut. Um, The room above us, it sounded like there were suitcases or maybe even like furniture, you know, chairs being dragged across the floor. And next door, it just sounded like a lot of people shuffling around in the room. And then again, we just heard doors slamming and shut, you know, either in the hallway or upstairs or next door, but we kept hearing these doors slamming and shut, slamming shut throughout the night. So in the morning, my daughter said, mom, I really don't like this room. She had apparently done a Google search and found out that the fourth floor where we were staying had been reported as having hauntings. And one room in particular, but fortunately not ours. So I I told her, you know, honey, it'll be all right. But in the back of my mind, I was already thinking that I didn't want to spend another night on that floor and especially not in that room. So in the evening, we went downstairs and chatted with the bellman about some good places for dinner. And he said that since, since things were slow at the hotel, he'd be happy to give us a tour after we had dinner. And he said he'd take us up to the fourth floor. He said there's, quote unquote, lots of trippy things going on up there. And we said, "Um, we're staying on the fourth floor? He asked which room, and we told him, and I think we were staying in room 416. And he didn't say anything else, just that he'd be happy to give us a tour of the rest of the hotel later on. At dinner... My daughter said she really, really didn't want to stay in that room. So when we got back from dinner, we asked the front desk clerk if we could change rooms. He smiled and asked if we'd been talking to the bellman. And we said we hadn't heard his stories yet, but we'd maybe like to hear them after we changed rooms. We said we just didn't feel comfortable where we were, and we'd really like to change rooms and move to another floor entirely. Then the desk clerk said, Okay, don't worry. We'll get you out of there. Now, there was something in his tone and the way he said that, that absolutely confirmed to me that something was not right on that floor. So we were moved to another floor. I think we went to the third floor and just immediately felt better. There was just something really unsettling about the fourth floor. I just couldn't quite put our fingers on it, but it just wasn't right. So then we caught up with the bellman later and and had a nice chat with him. 
and discovered that first of all, where our old room was, there was no floor above our old room. We were on the top floor. So there were no people above us making those noises. And there was no one in the room next door either. No one had checked in to that room. In fact, the entire hallway was empty. Also, the bellman said the room next door supposedly has a lady in white who passes through that room. My daughter said that during the night, she stretched out and her hand touched the wall accidentally, the wall of the adjoining room, and she said it felt hot and weird. And she said she pulled her hand back and just really couldn't sleep. Now, there are stories about a young girl who reportedly haunts the fourth floor, playing with guests and the hotel staff. And the bellman told us a story about one guest who came down to the lobby in the morning, and he was pale and shaking. And the guest said there were people coming out of the walls of his room on the fourth floor. And the bellman told us about another couple who pushed the record button on their phone as they were walking up to the hotel. They weren't talking to each other, but as they played it back, there were voices. One of a young girl saying, Mama? And when I heard that story, it reminded me of something I heard when I used my cell phone and called my husband, my now late husband, earlier in the day while we were still in the old room. I called his cell, but it didn't ring right away. So I called again, and this time before he answered, I very distinctly heard a young girl's voice saying, Mama, just before my husband said hello. And I remember thinking, how the heck did a child get on the line? Yeah, it was really kind of unnerving. Now, the bellman, who'd been there nine years at that time, had seen and heard a lot, and he said that a ghost hunter's team did come to the hotel to investigate a couple of years prior. He said it was a big team, and they came in disguise so as not to alarm the guests. And they interviewed him several times about things that went on, and he didn't know if the story ever aired. Then, while we were at the hotel, my sister called, and she had Googled and found more stories from guests, similar stories to ours about noises in the rooms and hearing a little girl saying, Mama. Now, funny thing is that both my daughter and I at the time were avid ghost hunters. We watched the television series Ghost Hunters that was on. But to find ourselves in the middle of a real-life ghost adventure is a whole different experience. My daughter had wanted to go on a ghost tour while we were in California, but we nixed that idea after the first night's adventures. And then we had also planned to go visit Alcatraz, but we figured we had our fill of of creepy stuff and just canceled all of those kinds of activities. Now, another story I forgot to mention from the Bellman. There were two women in a room and they heard a knock on the door. They answered it, and no one was there. There was another knock, and they unlocked the door, and again, no one was there. Then, as they were in their beds, they saw the deadbolt turning 
and the chain lock being undone. Now I tell you, I, I told the bellman if that happened while I was in my room, I was coming down to the, to the hotel lobby and that's where I was going to be sleeping. Now, there was another story that um, we heard about that, that supposedly a lady died in a fire in room 417. And again, this was years and years and years and years ago. But a woman supposedly died in room 417, which was the room directly next to ours. And my daughter and I figured, well, maybe that would explain why my daughter said the wall felt hot when she touched it. Who knows? Now, none of the spirits at this hotel are reported as being harmful. They're just playful. The maids and other guests have reported lights flickering, televisions going on while you're in the shower and drawers opening by themselves. Nevertheless, there's a distinctly eerie feeling when you get off the elevator on the fourth floor. You know, when we first got off, I just thought, old hotel, old hotel. And it was, again, very, very quiet because there was no one around. But we didn't even know any of the stories when we got there. Yet we could just feel something strange as soon as we stepped off the elevator. And again, I just attributed it to being an extremely old hotel. Now, if you go to my blog on my website, which is KathleenDavenport.com, and again, um, navigate to my blog, there is a picture. I actually have this story on my blog, but there's a picture of the fourth floor hallway with our original room, which is on the left side of that hallway. Now, I, I give a pretty good picture of what the hallways look like. And just imagine that we walked down three of these hallways to get to our room at the end of the hotel. And our room was the next to the last door. At the end of the long hallway was a fire door, which led to a stairwell, which we assumed was just for emergencies only. And there were no rooms across from ours, only windows. So, you know, the place was obviously fairly empty and we knew that there were not any guests um, in the rooms or so we thought. <laughs> uh, let's put it this way. There were no physical guests in the rooms in the hallway where we were. And again, during that night, I kept hearing what I thought was that stairwell door at the end of the hallway slamming, or it was the room next door slamming. But every time I'd open up the door to our room to look out, I never saw anyone. So I did ask the desk clerk again if there was anyone staying at the end room the same night we were, and he said no one was in that room. And so I also asked him if the security guards or anyone used the end doorway, you know, making their security rounds or making their checks, maybe going through the stairwells to, to get to the next floor. And he said, no, no one uses those doors. But my daughter and I both heard noises in the room next door and from the non-existent room above us. So I know we weren't imagining things. Crazy, right? Anyway, since we changed rooms, nothing else out of the ordinary happened. And yes, we were there over Halloween, but we weren't planning to do any ghost hunting that night. Definitely not that night. And other than the strange experiences, you know, the hotel is extremely charming. You know, it's, it's really got its beauty unto itself. But during the last 
couple of days of my stay, almost every staff member I spoke to had a story or an experience to relate. Uh, I made a a point to kind of reach out to as many as I could and just talk story with them. And the stories were fascinating. One story from a lady who, who worked in the gift shop. She said that when the hotel was undergoing a renovation, she and another staff member visited room 422, or maybe it was 423, but she couldn't remember, but I believe it's 422 where the supposedly little girl um, who haunts the fourth floor um, originally resided. Anyway, these this lady and her coworker walked into the room and they looked around and then they looked into the bathroom, but neither of them could go in. She said, it was as if both of them got a message saying, don't come in. They just silently looked at each other and they knew they weren't going in. And she said, it was the weirdest feeling. Anyway, I posted this story on my blog, as I mentioned, um, back in 2009. And over the years, I've had people continue to post comments on it. And, you know, one of the most interesting comments came as a result of the San Antonio Spurs, who happened to be staying at the hotel, I guess, I don't know if it's a year or a couple of years after we'd stayed there, but they there's actually some stories that they tell of experiencing some very strange things um, during the time that they were there. And uh, they were very open <laughs> about what happened. And that led to other people commenting about the story on my blog about my experiences. And they were, people were relating how they had similar strange things as well. And one of the, let me just relate a couple of them. And these are in the comments on my blog that I, I wrote about and just copied the same uh, stories that other people had, had shared with me. And she said, what, here's a, one of the uh, commenters said, we left last night at 1 a.m. So scared after we heard a loud scuffle, a woman shriek, and then a loud bang like she fell and then sobbing outside our door. We were at the end of the hall in room 421, and it was so scary. I was in tears and immediately packed, and we got the hell out of there. The ghosts on the fourth floor are real. Um, Another uh, commenter said, these stories are the same ones I heard when I went there for a day visit, and I also took a tour of the fourth floor with friends. The one thing that struck me and others was that as soon as we all got off the elevators, we all felt very dizzy. The commenter said, there is something very strange regarding that floor, and I'm not sure if it's the design of the floor or what. We all walked around trying to figure out why this phenomenon was occurring. Once we got back into the elevator and back to the main floor, we all felt better. But the Poster did say, we will be going back to occupy rooms 421, 422, and 423. And they said, why? Because we are a Bay Area paranormal investigative team. And I replied back to them and said, would love to know what else you hear or or what else you all learn. But I never did get a reply back to that. So any interesting. Another comment. Just again, just good ghost story stuff for this Halloween time frame. Here's someone else who wrote, I worked there as a graveyard janitor for four years 
and saw a ghost and open rooms with nobody in them. And I'm also on the fourth floor and there's a sound like a little girl playing. I've seen doors open in front of me. I've smelled food and I've heard food cooking, but there's no chef in the kitchen. And I also had something similar to the movie, The Shining happened to me. And I called off for two nights. I was very sick and doctors told me that it was in my head, but I saw guests leave for no reason a little after 3 a.m. And I myself would walk up and down hallways at 3 and 4 a.m., again, as a graveyard janitor, and hear something or someone run up behind me, but nobody was there. And I've also heard boots with spurs walk behind me and a tall shadow at the restaurant patio or at the patio restaurant. And one last commenter in just kind of a nice way to round out this spooky little stories. The poster said, my brother stayed there and woke up trying to swat away what felt like a feather duster from his face simultaneously to the sound of a little girl giggling, turning on the light and found that no one was there. He had not heard of the hauntings, but asked the staff if they had ever heard of any. That's when he found out that the fourth floor has had multiple encounters of being haunted by a little girl. And he also read about how the San Antonio Spurs will no longer stay there due to this. And the poster said, my brother is by far not the type of person to believe in these things. But after that event, he has since changed his mind. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this little talk story of ghost story experiences and would love to hear any kind of, you know, maybe unusual experiences that that you've had. Um, it's the perfect time of year to share these kind of stories. It's It's Halloween and why the heck not? So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed just having a little time with me. And I hope that the rest of your week is going well. And I wish you all the best and sending you lots of aloha. Thanks for listening. Aloha, and thanks for listening to this podcast episode of Finding Focus After 50. If you enjoyed what you heard and maybe found some golden nuggets of information, I hope you'll share this with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have questions or comments for me or would like to recommend any topic ideas or even a guest, you can reach me through my website at KathleenDavenport.com. Thanks for listening and sharing a cup of coffee with me. Hugs and aloha.